Hi, I'm Neil, the host of the Good News Podcast. This is your source for good news, fun stories, and sonic joy. All of this goodness is coming to you from beautiful Chicago, Illinois. Today is the second part of an interview I had with the co-author of a book called Survival of the Friendliest, Brian Hare. He wrote the book along with his wife, Vanessa Woods. If you missed the first part, that's okay. This second part just might be a little confusing. So you might want to go back and listen to the first part first. Done? Okay, let's go. If you could explain kind of another pillar of, of the theory is this idea of self-domestication. Before reading your book, I thought, yeah, humans, we knocked it out of the park when we domesticated wolves and got dogs. Dogs, we don't think, are a product of our own uh, imagination that sometime people woke up and said, hey, let's breed wolves together and make <laughs> dogs. That would be great. And the reason wow. that we don't... Yeah, whoa, wouldn't that be fun? Uh, let's invent a new organism. Um, so I think that didn't happen because domestic, we know from genomic evidence that dogs evolved before agriculture. So people were living as... Uh, hunter and gatherer communities foraging. And so when you're out foraging, I don't think people would want to leave their pet wolves back at home with their kids. And in fact, they were directly competing against wolves as they were foraging. So we think instead what happened was that a population of wolves became attracted to humans and started eating waste. Um, all types of waste that were reliably available. And that gave them an advantage, that friendliness of being able to come close and be attracted to that new energy source gave them a huge advantage over wolves that just continued to pursue their normal wolf life. And it was what was the genesis of the species dog. Now, experiments have shown that when you have that exact selection pressure, when humans intentionally select animals to be attracted to them, in a carefully uh, organized experiment, that that selection of taking one friendly organism and breeding it together with another friendly organism, it leads to increases in friendliness, but also by accident, all these other changes in the body occur too. So uh, in the case of foxes that were actually selected to be friendlier, they had curly tails that uh, showed up more often. They had more floppy ears more often um, and all sorts of other things when they were selected to be friendly. Those features weren't selected. They just came along uh, as an accidental byproduct. Part of part of this, and this might not be good news podcast material here, but like that uh, ability to to bring people in also means that we are excellent at pushing people out and uh, dehumanizing them, which was you know a, a heartbreaking part of the book to read but it, it's an important part of the, the research as well. It's like, uh, I think you even just refer to it as a double-edged sword. Like there's, there's good and bad with this evolutionary path that we're on. Yeah, so often people, the solution is we need more love and more empathy. And our species has more love and more empathy for those we see as like us and our, that we recognize as having our own uh, sharing our own group identity. Um, but the problem is that the increase in love and empathy for those that we care about causes us to worry when they're threatened and, and have an aggressive response towards those that might threaten them. And so literally our brains have evolved to shut off 
that same love and empathy towards those that we don't see as like us. So when people say we need more love and empathy, I would just change that to say what we need is we need to be able to recognize all humans as human. We need to celebrate humanity. Um, and, and the empathy and love will come naturally. Um, and so if you say more love and empathy, uh, I think often people are thinking, well, I've got, uh, sure, more love and empathy for people like me, which then yeah. makes, which actually makes people more aggressive potentially. So mm. I think, so I think the good news is we know how we can increase and have a friendlier future uh, because we understand the mechanism a little better now. Oh, that's great. Uh, what, what, a, what a great way to turn that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I was worried that, you know, we were going to a dark place, but we went to a very bright place. Yeah, that that um, yeah. I mean, your entire book is extremely well written. I really enjoyed it. I thought the balance between the 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 narrative and the science was really finely tuned. Well, my wife and I uh, like to say that our writing is like our marriage. Uh, it is uh, you know wonderful, but not easy to you know accomplish. And she is a science writer, and I'm a scientist. It, it, trying to take complex ideas and make them digestible is uh, not always an easy adventure. Um, mm. And so let's just say that it wasn't always easy. And so we did, uh, we thought we had learned a lot from the first book and we thought, oh, this one's going to be really easy. And actually it was just harder. Uh, <laughs> it, it was so much harder because... Because now we're talking about humans and yeah. and uh, we're talking about really complex things in humans and to try to communicate that accurately but in a digestible way is such a challenge. Well, congrats to you both. I'm, I'm glad the teamwork paid dividends because, you know, it was, I mean, I... I hate using the phrase, but it, it might have been a page turner, Brian. It, it <laughs> kept it kept me engaged. I was That's I was into it. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. That's so good to hear. I'm so glad. I'm I'm flattered. I think it's a, a good book to read right now. And uh, walking away with a thesis that like we've got enough love to give, we just need to you know uh, open up uh, a little wider. I think is great for right now. Tell me a little bit about friendships outside of our, our closest group. Yeah, so I think when we see we're built for friendliness and that it can our friendliness can actually switch off, it points us directly towards a solution for how we can have friend, a friendlier future. There's actually a lot of really great work showing that when you have friends across different groups, different cultural identities, that it immunizes people, uh, not just the people who are friends, but people around the people who are friends from the worst of our human nature. And it makes the friendliness between groups uh, increase and more likely. So uh, if we want to have a friendlier future, we want to be doing everything we can to encourage friendships across different groups. Mm. I love that. I, I love the idea that it is not, you know, it, it's not a closed loop. It's not it's not one to one. It, it can affect the the group at either end of that chain as well. That's great. And, and that's actionable, right? That, that feels like a thing that you can go out and do to try to encourage a, a friendlier future. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, it, and it has uh, everything from how we build our cities so that we can interact with uh, more people who are not like us to how we educate our kids 
uh, to how we entertain ourselves and who we interact with as we do it. Uh, all those things, if they can build friendships across groups, we will recognize humanity in more people and we will have a bright, friendlier future. I'll just say it one more time. I really enjoyed the book. Go out and grab yourself a copy, Survival of the Friendliest, Understanding Our Origins, and Rediscovering Our Common Humanity. There is a little bit more of this conversation that's going to go out to Patreon subscribers. So subscribers, keep an eye out. Thanks for listening. If you've got good news or an idea for the show, amazing. Send an email to hello at thegoodnewspodcast.fm. While you're at it, follow us on Twitter, at The Good News Pod. If you love the show, think about supporting our Patreon or reviewing us wherever you're getting this podcast from. Both are great. The music you hear on the show is from Poddington Bear. Have a great day.